Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message. This is a special one-part message brought to you by a guest speaker. You're going to hear all about it. So sit back, relax. Here it is. I have the privilege uh, to introduce one of my best friends uh, in the entire world. Uh, Pastor Jorge Torres is here to share with us. Can we clap our hands real quick for that? Were any, guys, were any of you guys here when he shared with us a little while ago? Yeah. Anyone here? Man, who was blessed last time he spoke with us? Uh, this morning, uh, he's going to deliver us another life-changing message, so I cannot wait uh, to give him the microphones, give him the stage. Uh, I've, I gave a long introduction last time, so I'll keep it shorter this time. For those who do not know Pastor Jorge, uh, he's actually a chaplain, a prison chaplain at the Edmonton Remand Center, uh, just off 127th, and uh, he's just crushing it up there. If you guys ever get the chance, he will take you in there with him. And uh, you can just see Mark, who was leading guitar this week. Me and him were there this weekend. And when you're in the prison, when you see Pastor Jorge, uh, you know that's his sweet spot. Like, you ever see someone doing something they're meant to do? That's what happens when you go in there. And another place I think that he accelerates is on the stage. And that's why I'm excited to give him uh, the microphone this morning. Uh, Really quickly, last thing before I get up here, Pastor uh, Torres has written a book. Uh, about his life uh, called Danger to Society. And we actually have some copies here, eight copies. And uh, so if, uh, if you guys want to get that after, come and talk to us. Uh, he's given us a special deal on the books. Half of the proceeds are going to stay right here at Kingdom Church. And so we're thankful. Yeah, come on, clap your hands for that. He's got a powerful story, and uh, it's in that book if you want to learn more about it. So we're super excited he could be here. Let's give him a round of applause one more time as he shares with us. I'm glad that step is high enough for me to jump up like that. There's many that aren't. Man, I'm happy to be here. Are you guys happy to be here? Look to your neighbor and say, I'm happy that you are here. Nice, nice, nice. I'm fresh out of jail, by the way. I'm fresh out, just got out yesterday, 7 o'clock, and I'm going back Monday. That joke never gets old, never, never. Listen, I want to share a story with you this morning that I believe will not only uh, challenge us, but will also show us that our past should not define us. I'm a prison chaplain, but 11 years ago, I was also an inmate. Um, I, I sold crack to an undercover officer, and that landed me in jail. And uh, if you want to know more of that story, you can buy the book. We only got eight. <laughs> um, so our past should not define us. I've worked as a, as a um, g- kindergarten to grade eight chaplain. I've worked as a senior pastor. And I've also worked as a prison chaplain. And there's something common that I have found in humanity that we find um, applies to us. We say, I've gone too far to change my life. Anybody ever heard someone say that? I'm in too deep. I'm in deep. Right? You guys ever heard that? It's a common thing, man. And I want to share with you a story today that I believe will not only challenge us, but will also show us that our past should not define us. And I'm going to be talking about a woman named Mary Magdalene. This woman is found in the New Testament. And we learn, if when you you will read the story, when you read about Mary, you will learn that she had seven demons casted out of her. 
And we know that she came from a life of either prostitution or simply promiscuity, very promiscuous. But eventually, she becomes a follower of Jesus. Someone say amen. amen. Mary Magdalene would be most famously known for a story that is titled this, A Sinful Woman Washes the Feet of Jesus. And I'm going to read you the story in two different places. First in Matthew 26, verse 6 to 7. Can we get that up there? It says, when Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, in the home of who? Simon. The what? The a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head and she was reclining, as he was reclining at the table. I'll read it also in Luke chapter 7, verse 36 to 40. It says, when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. And she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet... If Jesus would know who this woman is, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. We're going to stop there. Just the, the, the story of her washing the feet of Jesus, you will find it in every single gospel. The gospel is this, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It is the only story that you will find in all four of them in the way that it is written. And Jesus says, any time that the gospel is written, is, is spoke about, the story of this woman will also be talked about. He doesn't say that about anything else. So this event takes place in the house of Simon the Pharisee. You must understand, and let me tell you what's going on there. We, we see that Jesus is at a table. Lazarus is there. Lazarus was once dead. That brother was once dead. And now he's there. That's another story. And, and the Bible says Lazarus is reclining. He's just chilling. He's just reclining on the table like, yeah, man, I was dead and here I am. Jesus is there. Someone say amen. The disciples are there. And they're at Simon the Pharisee's house. Simon takes it upon himself to show um, gratitude to Jesus. Why? We, we realize that Simon the Pharisee was also once who? Simon the what? The leper. Jesus had actually healed Simon from leprosy. Simon was once a leper. Do you know what it meant to be a leper? It means your flesh is a flesh-eating disease. Your, your finger could fall off and you didn't even know. You had, you had food in your hand and then your finger fell off and now you got a finger in your mouth. Something like that. But if it's not enough that you're, it's a flesh-eating disease, what about the smell of it? Just to walk around with the smell of leprosy, can you imagine? It's one thing to try to, to, try to hide your leprosy. It's another thing to stink like leprosy. And so lepers were, they, it was contagious. 
So they couldn't, lepers couldn't hang out in the town. They had to live away. And if they were to ever come in town, they would have to yell, unclean. Basically letting them know, hey, a dirty person is coming into town. So move out the way. Can you imagine what it was like to be a leper? Now Simon the leper has been healed by Jesus. And now he is called Simon the Pharisee again. One thing I want to point out is Jesus is amazing. He'll give you your name back again. And so Simon throws a banquet for Jesus. However, Simon had been changed on the outside. We will see through this story that Simon was not changed on the inside. You look so good this morning. I wonder if your heart mirrors that. It is incredibly possible for you to look good and well and different on the outside, but on the inside remain empty and cynical. One of the ways we see that Simon truly isn't changed is because while this woman is touching Jesus, crying at the feet of Jesus, Simon takes it upon himself to gossip a little. Anybody know a gossiper? Don't look at him. One of the ways, church, you know someone isn't truly changed and hasn't fully submitted their life to Christ is how they talk about people, especially when they're not around. The way a person talks about anything is the way they talk about everything. When somebody talks, especially when they talk about other people, listen very closely and you will hear echoes of what's inside of them. I don't need to see what you do. I just need to hear how you talk. So Simon, he lets us inside of him. And in Luke chapter 7, verse 39, it says, When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, he said to who? If this man were a prophet, he would know who's touching him. And what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Simon thinks no one has heard his thoughts. Shh. No one can hear what I'm thinking. And before we judge Simon we got to stop and wonder if we've ever done this. In our head, we say, oh, if they were true Christians, they would know not to do that. Oh, if he's a pastor, he would know not to do that. Oh, if she, oh, if he. Shut up. Look to your neighbor and say, shut up. Simon takes it upon himself to be a judge that day in front of the one true judge. Jesus looks to Simon. Have you ever heard someone say something that you're kind of like, what? Did he just say that? Jesus stops whatever he was looking at and goes, Like, who are you to say this about this woman? And, and Simon thinks that nobody has heard him. And Jesus doesn't openly rebuke Simon and tell him, oh, don't you know that I, that I healed you from leprosy? But in respect to Simon, he tells him a parable, Luke chapter 7, verse 40 to 43. Look what it says. 
Jesus answered him. Did Simon ask? Huh? Did you know that God hears your thoughts? Did you know you'll also be judged by your thoughts? Because a thought becomes a word. And a word becomes an action. And an action becomes your character. And your character becomes your destiny. It starts right here. Jesus answers him. Simon didn't ask. Simon thought nobody heard him. Simon thought nobody heard him as he stood there judging the woman. He thought, no one hears me. And Jesus says, I got, a, I got an answer for you, Simon. Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he says. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him. So he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more, Simon replied. I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly. Jesus said, kind of like, mm-hmm. It was in this moment, church, Simon realizes that what Jesus healed him from was much greater than what Jesus healed Mary from. You might see what sins people do publicly or know things about people that God knows, but God knows what you do privately. God knows what he's healed you from privately. The look that Jesus gave Simon, this, the parable that Jesus gives Simon, shuts him up and we never hear of Simon again. If I could rephrase the words of Christ, his parable, it'd be this. Don't forget where you come from. Don't forget what Christ took you from. If you judge someone on smoking and drinking, don't forget you once did that too. You judge someone for being at the bar, don't forget that was once you in there twerking around too. You judge someone on how they talk, how they walk, don't forget you once did that too. If you judge someone on how they eat, don't forget you once did that too. Don't forget where you come from. Because Titus chapter 3, verse 3 to 6 says, also a book in the New Testament says, at one time, we too were foolish disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We too were once like that. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But, I don't know about you, but I love buts. When the kindness, when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. Not because of righteousness. Not because you're a pastor. Not because I'm a chaplain. Not because you're a cop. Not because you're a doctor. Not because you're a singer. Not because of whatever the heck you think you are. Not because of that. But because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing and rebirth and renew of the Holy Spirit. Whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Lord. So it is God that changed me. So let me not get all big-headed and walk around like I'm a peacock, strutting like I got something to, something to give. And put myself in a position that Simon puts himself calling somebody else a sinner. Because if it wasn't for God, I'd be like that too. And I was once like that too. Even worse, probably. While all this is happening... 
Mary is still cleaning the feet of Jesus. Huh? While all this is happening, Mary is still And, and before this conversation happened, another conversation happened. John chapter 12, verse 4 to 5. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, while this was happening, objected. Why wasn't the perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It is worth a year's wages. This is a waste. Why are you wasting this perfume on Jesus? Jesus ain't worth having this perfume wasted on him. 12 verse 6. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Most of the time when we make comments like Simon's or Judas's, they come from a place of selfishness because we're not getting our way. But I love how Jesus replies to Judas. Mark 14, verse 6. Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She's done a beautiful thing to me. That's my counsel to you this morning. Leave people alone. Look to your neighbor and say, leave me alone. <laughs> leave her alone. We got to leave people alone, church. It might not sound the way you want it to sound. It might be too high pitched, too low pitched, too happy, too sad. Leave them alone. They're trying to serve God. I had a lady in my church came off the streets. I, amazing singer. She didn't dress that. She didn't dress that appropriately. Lily had tattoos, piercings, and her shirt was probably too short, but it's all good. And I let her sing in my church. And then she sang in my church. Amazing. She sang "New Wine." You guys know that song. I got phone call after phone call from certain church members saying, how dare you let that woman go up there dressed like that, representing God like that. I said, leave her alone. And she'll be back in two weeks. And if you don't want to come to church, don't come to church. Right? It might not look the way you want it to look. Too baggy, too tight, too dressed up, not dressed enough. Too Spanish, too short. <laughs> Too loud? Right. Too good looking? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm trying to serve God. If Jesus can love them there, I can too. If Jesus can love them there, wherever there is, and everyone's got a there where Jesus took you from, that there, remember that there, don't forget that there, where Jesus came and met you and says, there you are. Wherever that there is, if Jesus can love them there, if Jesus loved me there, then I can love you there too. And if Jesus wants 
me to encourage, correct, direct the person through my words. Let me first make sure that they come from a place of selflessness, not selfishness. Let me check myself first. But Mary, how I love Mary. She hears the conversation between Jesus and Simon knowing it's about her. You ever walked in a room knowing people were talking about you? She, she, she knowing about her, but she continues. She heard what Judas said out loud. This is a waste. Why is this being wasted? She continues. In your life, as you move forward, do what Mary did. Continue. There was only one person in that room actually serving God. And it was Mary. And yet she was the most criticized. As you seek to serve God and move forward in your life, people are going to talk. There are people that will say it's a waste and that you shouldn't do it. And then there's people that will point out your past. Continue anyway. It's between you and God anyway. There at the feet of Jesus, Mary is not concerned what everyone is saying. She's more concerned about what she is doing. Follow Mary. Ignore what everyone is saying. If God has called you to it, make your focus it. And she was willing to be criticized to do what she knew she had to do. Are you willing to be criticized to do what you have to do? We often think that we got to get it all together to finally do that thing. Mary took a step, not with something that she didn't have. You know, Mary didn't know how to cook. I don't know if she did, but she, Mary didn't cook Jesus a plate like Martha, her sister, did. Mary didn't preach a sermon. She didn't sing a song. She said, I don't got all that. But I got some hair, I got some perfume, and I got some tears. I think I can use that to serve God today. That's what you got to do. Dig inside you. What God is asking of you is already in you. There, as people talked about her, she continued. And may you continue no matter what. No matter what, continue. Mary continued. When Jesus died as he hung on the cross, look, John 19, 25. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Siaphas, and who? Mary and who? Mary, Mary continued. There at the cross, Simon wasn't there. Judas wasn't there. Mary was there. And when Jesus resurrected... John 20, 11, 18. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she went over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she says, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned around and cried out, 
are in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go and say to my brothers and tell them, I am, I am ascended, my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. At the resurrection, Judas wasn't there. You know, Simon... Mary was there. And Jesus was right. Every time the gospel is preached, the story of this woman is also preached. And her legacy lives on. You want to know why? She was there. She continued. You want your legacy to continue? Continue. People will criticize you like Simon, man. People will call you a waste like Judas. Continue anyway, no matter what people say this year. If you failed in 2018, continue anyway. Regardless of what comes, continue. When I was in jail, I was walking through a field. And I was, I was there with another inmate. And I started sharing my dreams. And, and I said, man, I want to open a business one day. I want to, I don't know why I said this. I want to go to Disneyland one day. And... I, <laughs> I guess in jail it sounded good. And, and, and you know, I was sharing my dreams, and, 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 a, and, a, and a correctional officer stopped us. He just stood in front of me. And he looked down. Obviously, he was taller than me. He looked down, and he says, you're never going to be nothing more than a crack dealer. That's what he said to me. I continued anyway. And I, when I gave my life to Christ eventually, I thought... Maybe the criticism will, will be less in the church because when I was on the streets, my friends criticized me. I had many charges. Uh, my probation officer said I would never be able to have a professional job because of my charges. I continued. Then I gave my life to Christ. And I, and I joined the church and I thought maybe it's a little better there. And the, we had this group called YUI, Youth Under the Influence of Christ, and we were kind of like the outlaw disciples. And we kind of went to churches, and, and I shared my story, which is a pretty graphic one. And, and, and this one church said, we don't want Jorge and his crew coming in here. We don't believe they're changed. I continued anyway. And then I went to university, to CUC. And I don't mean this in a good way. I believe my friend group were one of the most criticized people on campus. But we continued anyway. And every one of my friends is, has a professional position today and doing something with their lives. Continued anyway. I'm going to call this one and invite the band up. So I'm going to close. And I became a pastor. And I went to my first district. I preached my first sermon at my first church in my first district at two churches. After that, they said, Jorge needs to be mentored. We don't want him to preach here again. My first church, my first district as a pastor, how do you think that made me feel? <laughs> I almost left the ministry. I continued anyway. The same story I told there is the same story I have in a book now. I've preached all over Canada, and today I'm a prison chaplain, and I get to you know, serve God, because I continued.
You want to talk about criticism? Talk to Pastor Harrison and Pastor Christie about starting this church. Everyone had something to say. Everyone had something to say. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, it's this. It's that. But they continued anyway. And because they continued, look, we have a place to worship today. Can we give them a round of applause for that? Continue anyway. I want to invite you to stand. The only reason Pastor Harrison and Pastor Christie have this, the only reason why Mary was there, the only reason why I'm here is because I gave my life to Jesus, man. If I'd never given my life to Jesus, none of this would have even happened in my life. And so just eyes closed and head bowed. If today you want to give your life to God, this is between you and him, you want to recommit your life to him, I just want to invite you to put your hand up today. You know, if that's you, if that's you, all this is only possible. Amen, I see you. I see you in the left there. Amen. Amen, I see you on the right here. It's only possible between you and God. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the spirit that was in Mary to continue. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that that same spirit will be in us. That we will continue no matter what people are saying, no matter what people say about us. But I also pray that we will not be Judas and Simon as well, talking bad about people. So help us, Heavenly Father, to continue anyway. All of us together, can we say, I will continue? Heavenly Father, may you honor that. You know what has that continue in our life. Where we're low, where we need perseverance. We raise that up to you right now. So thank you, Heavenly Father, for being here with us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said? Thank you so much for listening to this message. We hope that you were inspired and encouraged. If you would like more information, head over to kingdomchurch.ca. There is a contact us part. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry to impact your lives. If you want any information, it's all there. We would love to see you guys in person. Until next time, take care.